This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Good morning once again, everyone. It's the 12th of July, the year of our Lord, 2020, and uh, it's the month that the Lord has graciously called our month of full joy. And also, it's a year that has promised us great peace. Irrespective of what is going on around us, the Lord says there will be peace this year. And so, receive yours right now in Jesus' name. In the next few minutes, I'll just share from the scripture with us, and then we'll say, uh, we pray some prayers. And then we should soon be on our way to continue the rest of the day. The theme for the month is taken from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. That is the monthly test for us is Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I take that again. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I submit to you this morning that joy is one of the most fleeting things in life. Um, Sadly so. Um, Human beings that we are, you will have noticed that joy um, tends to come in waves. And um, as a popular saying where I spend the very early stages of my life, they say joy is transient. You know, there's a way they say it and very succinct, but that's the best translation I can give to it. And it does not have to be, but life experience have taught them. There are people who study the environment a lot, and they they have a way of encapsulating life experiences in um, nice words and adages as as, as they do. And so we we know as well that joy, if we do not do something about it, can actually be very fleeting and very transient. In fact, we as human beings, we tend to worry about losing our joy as much as we work to get the joy in the first place. I take that again. In fact, as human beings, we tend to worry about losing the joy that we have as much as we work to get the joy in the first place. And that's why people, when they say things like, now I'm happy I have this job offer, uh, but I hope I will have the grace to do it. Um, Child is born and people are worrying, you know, whether the child will grow okay or not. Marriage is contracted. People are worried whether it's going to stand. You know, people just bought a new home. They are concerned whether resources will continue to go. It's just so. Even our salvation, sometimes we suggest it, we subject it rather into the same thing about temporariness of joy. The day you gave your heart to Jesus, I would like to believe you have so much of joy in your heart. But as you went on, you start thinking, oh God, I hope I will make heaven. Yes, we talk about that, but that shouldn't rob you of the joy of salvation. 
So it's a very common thing amongst us. So our focus today will be how to keep our joy. But that's not the title. I'll tell you the title in a moment. Um, but the truth of the matter is that joy is not supposed to be transient. Though life experience have shown that most of the time they are very, it's very fleeting and transient. But that's not the plan of God for us. Um, the kind of joy that is full should not only be full because our month of full joy, it should also be firm. It should should not only be plenty or plentiful, it should also be permanent. And so we are dealing with something that is a little bit, you know, lasting and profound today. Lasting in the sense that something that if we grasp it, it will last us all our days in Jesus' name. We live in a world of emotional ability. You know, people are very labile in their emotion, you know, up today, down tomorrow. Is, is the sign of our time. I was having a discussion, you know, family discussion yesterday, and, you know, we came to a point, I was talking with the younger ones, we came to a point in which we talked about how this generation that we are in, we have not got long attention span at all. You know, one of the younger ones mentioned that, you know, Instagram, you know, when it started, you have only one minute to say all that you have to say. It's, it's just, we just so much in a rush. And so there's so much external stimuli that are coming in that what you feel just now, you're just about to be happy. Another stimulus has come in and you find yourself not. Another one has come in. So we are all over the place like yo-yo. And the 24-7 news cycle does not help. You've just had some good news. Something has broken through before you digested that another one has come. In fact, politicians are playing on that now, I learned or I've discovered. They just keep doing things, you know, and they they, they play on that. They say they will forget by tomorrow. Some other things will come up. Some of them, they just do wrong things. They say, ah, forget about it. They will forget. We do forget, don't we? (laughs) We live in a generation which nothing is solid. Nothing is standing. But God is about to change that for you and I. We have to have something that lasts. Things are too transient. And, and, and it, it's, it's, such a, it's such a pain and so, such a shame that it is like that. And I wrote here, I said, yet joy is not meant to be fleeting if it is founded on the right ground. Joy is not meant to be fleeting if it is founded on the right ground. I pray for you and I, we shall not lose our joy. Whatever we see, and I, said, I, I don't know, in recent times, uh, not that I speak the best of the, my, my mother tongue, but uh, it's just, so many things were just coming to mind, you know, about some of the things that I had, the ancients said to me, you know, uh, like the first one I mentioned, you know. And I, I want to pray this one. It's a translation of the prayer that those ancients that I had there many years ago say, that whatever you see now that makes you joyful will not make you sad. <laughs> will not make you sad. You know, there are some things we see that make us joyful. They won't turn to sorrow. They won't turn to things that will make you sad. You won't look back and say, ah, Lord, but I used to enjoy this. Why am I not enjoying it anymore? Joy is not meant to be fleeting if it is founded on the right ground. And I say whatever, whoever a person is tethered to or joined to, to determines his or her life outcome. I explained that to you. I was talking about that whatever ground that joy is founded upon will determine whether that joy will last or not. And now I tell that to me that also whatever you are joined into in life or whoever you are joined to in life will determine the ultimate outcome of a person's life. That's why the scripture is full of example. Like 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
That's why he says in Joshua chapter 2, verses 8, all the way to verse 20, where I was talking about Rahab, the harlot, decided to join herself to Israel, knowing that they are winners, and she has to win. You know where I'm going in a moment. Hallelujah. So on a personal level, we find out that whatever, including something as simple as shoes that you stand upon, will determine how stable you are. You know, when I was thinking of this yesterday, actually I was looking for a picture which I didn't get. I was looking for a picture which I didn't have time to and so many things were happening. <laughs> well, the pictures when I was on the platform. Anybody remember platform? You know, platform shoes. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of them. There's one that, there's one that I remember for cork, you know, and um, it's about four or five inches. Some were six inches. And I, I was thinking, thinking of that. And, um, I mean, thank God it's out of fashion. But even if it's in fashion, you know you won't find me in that, you know, now. I mean, I, I need my stability now. Even the shoes that I wear now is mainly a choice between uh, the one with so many grooves under them so that I can have a good grip and the ones that are flat. So I was using that to look at what we stand upon because that will pivot me into the theme for today. What we stand upon. My first few days in the UK was full of stories. I'll tell you a few stories. Um, I, I, I came, you know, there are some things that only experience can teach you. And my wife will remember this very clearly. I, we were in London at that time and I came in summer. Uh, I've changed my mind. I was not even coming to the UK anymore. I was doing my postgraduate in Nigeria and it was getting unnecessary difficulty. Uh, anyway, long story. Uh, cut short. And I came to the country. I had these shoes that were nice, dainty, um, you know, um, what do you call them? Loafers, yes. They're more like loafers. Nice, dainty loafers. And so I was wearing that in, 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 um, in summer, uh, May, June, July, August. It was still nice and warm in London. And I kept wearing them up till around... Um, uh, November and even till December. And it never occurred to me that it was wrong for me to do that. So when I got back home, I found out that the tip of my toes were very tingly. And so and when I got back home, I would put it against the radiator to warm it up and it would warm up. But I found out that it wasn't leaving. So I went to my GP across the road from where we were living. He happened also to have grown up in the traffic area that must have happened to him. The man screamed. He said, man, say you are having cheap blades that you may soon lose your toes. He said, quick, go and throw away your cotton socks and go and get the proper shoe with good heel under them. And of course, I read about cheap blades and frostbite and all those things before in the booth, but I never could see them until now. I'm talking just about what I put on my feet to determine my course of life, determine my head, determine where I am. What you join to yourself will determine where you are going. So that's why you must know where you are standing. When you are singing, standing on the promises of God, know what you are talking about. When you are talking that all other ground is sinking ground, know what you are talking about. What you stand on, what you wear determines. Now, you won't find me in any shoe that has not got plenty of grooves under them. I, have, I love my good grips now. The trainers that I wear, everything. I'm going somewhere with that. What am I saying? Ultimately, God is the one that we must be joined to. Amen. He is the one we must be joined to. In the real sense and in real time. He is the answer to our lasting joy. Full and firm. Plentiful and permanent. Hallelujah. 
And so today, by the special grace of God, our test is taken for today's message from Deuteronomy chapter 32, and I read verses 30 through to 32. We started by your joy must be lasting, and the ground of which your joy must be lasting will be on what you are joined unto. There are too many things that are moving up and down in the world. You cannot depend upon them. They are too ephemeral. They are too transient. They are too fleeting. You need something strong. And here, what Papa Moses said unto the children of Israel by the help of the Holy Spirit before he transitioned unto the presence of the living God, never to depart there. All that they were wise, speaking to the people, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. Verse 31, how could one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? Unless their rock has sold them, and the Lord has surrendered them. For their rock, small s, is not like our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges of this. So we're going to talk about the Lord our rock. The Lord our rock. In a world where things are changing, you need to stand on a sure rock. People have mentioned that many times before. They keep saying that, you know, uh, somebody's my rock. I always take objection to that, but it's okay. I think God allows us to say that just to have an idea of what the real rock is like. And when people say somebody's my rock, they simply say that if everybody leaves me, this person will not leave. If everybody disappoints, this person will not disappoint. We do take them for granted sometimes. We do take opportunity or, 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 or we take our chances with such people. You must have had somebody like that in your life. So for some people, they are moms. They know that whatever happens, I know mom will never turn her back on me. There are some people like that. Some is their spouse. Some is even their children. Some is their whatever. It is. Some is their friends. And the scriptures are full of examples of people like that. Why did God allow us to have such human parallels? Is so that we can understand the principle of who a rock is, who the real rock is. That no matter what, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is why God has allowed us to have people like that to teach us example of what the real rock is all about. And so when God is your rock, when God is the one that is your rock... Because in a world where things are moving, you better be joined, be tethered onto something that is more permanent. Things are moving too quickly. And there are very, even though knowledge has increased, nothing is certain. We're talking of the current situation that we have. With all the predictions, we started so far off. And that's okay. Thank God for science. Science is good in the sense that it can self-correct. We started so far off with all that the disease that was outside there was affecting some particular part of the body. We now know it's more generalized. We now know it's something totally different. People predicted that would there be immunity or there's no immunity? Would there be antibodies that will last? Or sh- We don't know. We don't know. Too many things are just not certain in this world. Economy, will it be okay? Now people are now regretting. There's, there probably was actually a herd immunity that we should have not shut down at all. Look, things are changing too much. Don't build your life on things that flow with it. But let that be a spine that is going to hold everything together for you. Am I making sense here? If you have never trusted in God to be the center, let everything be moving here and there, but let there be a spine. Let there be a structure. Let there be solidness that is going to hold everything together. Or else one will not enjoy this world, you know. 
I tell you. When we don't. Today, success, tomorrow, shaky. But let there be something standing there. So that everything will still come back to meet you where you are in that one. There may be a little bit of a downturn here. You are not moved because everything will still come back to meet you where you are. There may be a little bit of a shakiness in health. You don't, you are not moved because everything will still come back to normal. That is what we mean by her rock. That is what we mean by the solidness of standing on Jesus Christ, our, Lord, our, our rock and our Lord. Hallelujah. So when God is your rock, and you know it, because some people, if you are a believer, you give your life to Jesus Christ, our Lord, and I will conclude with that. If you have not, we have a word for you. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you already have him as your rock, but you also need to know it. <laughs> because you, the, the rock might, somebody says if you are shaking a rock and something is shaking, you can be sure it's not the rock that is shaking. Because sometimes things are shaking in life and you think it might, it's, just, it's just a mirage, it's just an illusion. So you may not even know that things are steady in your life. You may not know, and you are flustered. You are worried. Be anxious for nothing, he says. And so, when God is your rock, and you know it's your rock, number one, your motion in life is steady and sure. Your motion in life is steady and sure. You will not be tentative in how you move through life. Many of us... We walk as if the ground is going to give way. When you know you are standing on Jesus Christ, I'm not asking you to be careless. I'm not asking you to be unthinking. I'm not asking you to just... But there's a degree of certainty about you that even if after I've done my due diligence and making a wrong move, I have someone who has my back, I will write it again. I've done most things in life like that. And that was the moment I really know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. After I've traveled, I've tried, and I need to eventually make a decision, I step out. Don't call it faith. I just call it simple, childlike trust that somebody will sort it out, even if I missed it. The only thing I want to do is to have a clear conscience before God and man, that I've done my little part. Oh, I step out. If God is your rock, your motion is steady and is sure. If God is your rock also under your steady and sure, you are bold to embark on new projects. And this is the difference between achievers and non-achievers. In Numbers chapter 14, 6 to 8, we won't read that one. If you're taking note, the, you know, Caleb and Joshua, the challenges, they say, if God delights in us, he will give us the land. The giants are there, so what? Oh, the, the people, we've never seen people like that, so what? Let's go. Then you'll be able to embark on new things. Some of us, and sometimes it's okay, the project that will last five minutes, we use five decades to decide on it. And uh, it's simply because we are not sure or we are not aware that we are standing on a surer ground than we think. And don't forget, when God is your rock, oppositions will be crushed as you move along. Just picture a rock as a rock. And actually this rock moves because in First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4, he said, all of them, they drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. So let's even take it as we're using it as, um, you know, uh, as, as, as an example, you know, um, as a figure of speech, that that rock is a rock that, though, he said, that rock followed them, and that rock was Christ. That's what he says in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. 
So when you are going through life and there are positions, be sure they will be crushed because Christ is the one that is with you. Hallelujah. Number two, not only will your motion in life be steady and sure, you become immovable yourself. And I mentioned, and alluded to them earlier on, many things are happening all around you. They are planning to blow you away, but you shall not be moved. Let's look at Psalm 46, verses 1 to 3 very quickly. And then we read verse 5. Psalm 46, verses 1 to 3. God is our refuge and strength, our very present help in trouble. Verse 2. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Verse 3. Please. Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Let's jump to verse 5. Let's take verse 4 in the midst. He said, God is in the, okay, there is a river whose stream shall make glad. That's the joy we are talking about, the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the most high, verse 5, please. God is in the midst of her, hallelujah. She shall not be moved. Tell yourself, I shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of, no, you know what that means? Just at the right time. Just at the right time, just in time, never late, never late, never. He will help you. Your story will change. My story will change for the better. You won't be consumed. He will help her just in time, just in time. He will appear just in time, just in time, just in time. If God is your rock, you will be immovable. You will not be moved. And everybody needs something like that in their life. They need someone like that who will keep them steady through life. Number three, when God is in your, when God is your rock, your confidence and reservoir of joy will overflow. You see, there's a river that flows in the midst of her that makes glad in the city of God. Psalm 119, verse 165. Psalm 119, verse 165. What does it say? Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Your confidence will make you to keep marching on. You will not be moved by anything. You will just have an overflowing joy. Finally, one thing you cannot and must not do when you are aware that God is your rock, because that one thing for you, for God to be your rock, it's another thing for you to be aware and to walk in it. One thing you must not do when God is your rock. One thing. Only one thing. Don't unhinge yourself from the Lord. Don't, no matter what, whether you are doing well, whether you're not doing well, whether you are very spiritual or not spiritual, don't leave the Lord don't go away from him. If you don't know him, he will talk about you later. But you that you know the Lord, don't go. Because if you depart from this rock, the same rock that is helping you, crushing your enemy, making all the winds that are blowing around you because you are joined to him, your, your, your feet are stuck on him as it were, that nothing can move you. The same rock, if you are hinge, hear what he says in Luke chapter 20 verse 18. It's not a good reading, but hear it. Then he looked at them, Jesus, and said, what then is this that is written? 
The stone with the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, speaking of himself. And he concluded, whoever falls on that stone will be broken, which is good. But on whomever the stone falls upon, it will grind him to powder. Don't leave the Lord. Don't, under any circumstance, whether you are not making it, stick with him. Whether you are doing well, all the more, all the more reason why you cannot live in. And I'm serious about that. You have only one duty, not to serve God. Surprise, surprise. Not to be used by him. Thank God for ministers and bishops and great men of God. Our number one duty is to walk with God in a relationship. It's a father-son relationship. No parents, number one duty is about whether you own company or not. It's not that go and be my managing director. It's not come and be a manager. No, no, no. Your number one reason is that there's a bond between you with your child. And that bond goes beyond duty. It's not a matter of duty. It's a matter of relationship. And I'm dead serious about that. The church is lacking that. And I speak to you, whatever leadership role you have in the church, whoever will hear this eventually, the number one duty of man, I repeat, is not to serve God. Number one duty is to have a depth of relationship. It's become a cliche, but I want it to be more than cliche. That means Up or down, you are joined unto him. If we do that, our story shall forever be glorious in his holy presence in Jesus' name. Let me close with Psalm 16 verse 8 before we start praying. Because the center of all this is just this simple fact that God is our rock. And I want you to rejoice. Just rejoice. rejoice. Don't worry about what is going on. Don't worry. I have said the Lord always before me, Psalm 16, verse 8. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Amen. I shall not be moved. I will not be afraid. And go back to Psalm 90. I shall not be afraid of terror that fried by day or the pestilence by noonday. I shall shall just be beyond that. Will it be daunting sometimes? Of course. Will there be moments when your heart will shake a little bit? Of course, you are still carrying flesh and blood, as we say, scripturally speaking. But the truth of the matter is very, very possible for you to be unmoved. Said the Lord always before you is your rock. Is your rock. And I'm quite aware in the spirit that some people are listening this afternoon. You are the brink. You've questioned God many times. Why me? Why so much delay? Why so much? Sometimes it's there been one problem after another. Lord, but I prayed. Why nothing has happened? This and that and everything. One thing I can guarantee you. That when you look back and you see how far the Lord will have taken you after all this is over, you will recognize how small you are and how big he is, and how much more he knows what you don't know. And my example might not be a perfect example. For every major stage in my life, I think I was sharing it with my wife, I've always thought I won't get there. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You know, and you probably think we all carry our weaknesses and our feelings. <laughs> I, I'm not given to fear, but sometimes something I said, maybe I'll never do that milestone. There was a time I thought I would never go to university. You'll be surprised. <laughs> Good. 
I don't know whether they still do grade one in those days, you know, when we do what is called was They are very good grades, very good aggregate. And yet, I still had doubt. I mean, that tells you how human minds can work. I, I was doubting. I mean, one of my colleagues said that we should just, you know, go and do some, you know, courses that would just kind of, it's okay, there's nothing wrong with that. That would not just have locked me into just be teaching, you know, at the primary school level, you know, as many that grew up in Nigeria, you you probably will have heard about it. I'm not sure many of my contemporaries are around here that will understand what I'm talking about. And um, and I just gave up at the time. I said, well, maybe it's not going to happen. And I just, and I eventually I scaled that. Eventually went for what is called the A-levels and then got good grades. Eventually got admitted to go to uni and then you know, did the course I did and all the rest of that. And that was going well. I came a time I started thinking, maybe I never marry. I have every stage in life. So look at your own too. It might look delayed. And genuinely. And because, I mean, I had such a wide gap between the time I graduated and everybody was saying, what's wrong with him? If, you know, my wife and I, we still laugh about that. I said, maybe his body was not complete. I said, That's a cynical way people said it. So there's no reason why this guy cannot be married. That's, it's not possible. That's, something's wrong with him. You have a good job. Maybe you know, look to, a little bit nice, good looking. A little bit, maybe. You know, and uh, why, why, why? They, ju- they just, they had a committee about me. And they came to that conclusion. And they came to my hearing. One of the ladies, you know, in the fellowship came and said, Sir, uh, she didn't know how to go about it. was, uh, you know, prayer point, sir, you know. <laughs> and eventually it happened. Hallelujah. It happened. And after that, got married. And I was saying, look, just five years, finish my postgraduate in this country and go back to Nigeria. And that was not happening. I was just spending three years just to get a very simple, a big deal visa. I was there in need. I mean, I was doing a good job where I was. I was okay. What's, what's the big deal about the place? At the time I came in here, I mean, and I was being this story because I said, well, maybe God has ordained it. My brother was abroad at the time, you know, I bought a ticket. You won't remember just to visit him, to visit him, visa to the U.S. I got my money already. I got everything. And for some reason, I was given that visa. Try to come and do my study here. And I said, no, God has written in that I may never actually go abroad. And now I'm there, so-called abroad, just if I want to go back, if possible. <laughs> so you could see that things will change. Amen. Your story will change. Amen. And my story will change. Jump on your feet with me. Let's pray now. Let's just pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. So what I'm encouraging you about is that what the problem of today will become praise of tomorrow. Amen. The trial of today, they shall be called testimony of tomorrow. Amen. Please be encouraged, my brother. Please be encouraged, my sister. It may look long. And I know you can compare and say, oh, what am I talking about? What you have been through is not as long as mine. I was telling, telling somebody some time ago that you'd be surprised uh, how difficult my upbringing was. <laughs> you really, really be shocked how hard put. Yet I came from supposedly a system in which, family system in which you should not be. And that's lasted so long. I, you know, it takes God to get me above that. But when everything is working, nobody remembers how far you have come. Your own story will change as well. And this rock will help you. Amen? It will help you. I want us to pray. The first prayer is, By the mercy of the Lord, I shall never be separated from the Lord Adonai. I have come to stay. I'm not leaving. Because that's the center of it. That's where I concluded. 
before I take the next prayer point for those who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. By the mercy of the Lord, I'm praying for you that you know Jesus. I, have, I shall never be separated from the Lord Adonai. I have come to stay. I'm not leaving. I'm joined to Jesus. And don't think it's a cheap prayer. He <laughs> said nobody can stand on their own. Nobody is sufficient in all this. And the Lord is our sufficiency. I have come to stay. I'm not leaving. By the mercies of the Lord, I shall never be separated from the Lord Adonai. I shall never. I'm not leaving him. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I want you to also pray. Because I mentioned earlier on that one thing you cannot do is to unhinge yourself from the Lord. Maybe you have never even been hinged to him. You've done church. I've shared my testimony of salvation with you many times. You know, how, um, yeah, I, I didn't start off very well in life. I should have. But thank God he saved me. And so you too, there can be a turning point. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and don't, don't look at it, I would ask the course ministers made. No. I'm making this specifically today. God sent me to ask you, to tell you, that you should come to him. If you don't know, or you are backsliding, he said, return, I'm waiting for you. Return to him today. Return to him today. He's waiting for you. He is waiting for you. He is waiting for you. Return to him today. Return to him today. And if you don't know him, just say, Jesus, I yield my heart to you. Take over. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be the ruler over my life. Take me on Jesus. Thank you. And for those one, two, many more that pray that prayer, I reassure you in the name that's above all names, as long as you pray that from the bottom of your heart, that from today, you'll begin to see changes in your life. The benefit of a person that is joined to God and part of this rock will be seen in your life in the name of Jesus. And it shall be very well with you. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We go to the second prayer. Say, by the power of the Lord my rock, by the power of the Lord my rock, every step I take shall be a step of victory and success. In Jesus' name. Lift your voices, I pray. By the power of the Lord, my rock, every step I take shall be a step of victory and success. You won't be disappointed. No, no, no. My Father will help you. There will be a change because the rock is the one that is carrying you. You have waited for so long. The wait is over. Prophetic words spoken concerning you shall establish you. Every prayer pray, they will add up. They will add up. By the power of the Lord my rock, every step I take shall be a step of victory and success in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Finally, you say, because of Jesus, I shall not be blown off course in Jesus' name. Because of Jesus my rock, I shall not be blown off course. I don't know the cause. The greatest cause we are following is the cause and the way unto life eternal. Our life here on earth is very transient. And, but there's a life beyond. You shall not be blown off that cause. 
there are other little steps and journeys that we are taking. Career journey, financial journey, marital journey. All those journeys, they are important journeys in their own right. And all are within the bigger journey of our spiritual journey to life eternal. In terms of chronological eternal, not just in terms of quality of life. That by my seal of the Lord, I shall not be blown off course because I'm joined to the rock. No one can blow a rock away. No tornado have ever blown a rock. A rock that is founded. No hurricane has ever blown a rock as far as I'm aware. A real rock that is rooted in the earth. So I shall not be blown off course in the name of Jesus. Thank you, eternal Father. Bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Amen. Oh, Lord God of heaven and earth, we thank you. We rejoice in your goodness and your mercy. You sent your word to us today that if that our rock is better than their rock, <laughs> and there are people also who are standing on some other rock outside there, we know, Lord, that our rock is the rock of ages, is the eternal one. From today we pray. Let our rock crush every other rock that may be standing ahead of our progress in the name of Jesus. Breathe on us, Lord. Let your spirit stir our hearts like never before to believe that our rock is not like the other rocks in the world. And from today, we shall walk in total victory and submission to you. Let our lives bring souls to you. Let people ask us the secret of our success, the secret of our joy, the secret of our elevation. Why are you doing so well? And give us the grace to be able to say, it's because my rock is greater than your rock. What you depend upon is inferior to who I depend upon. And so let them ask us to say, take us to your God in the name of Jesus. Do something marvelous with God. The rest of this month, it's a long time for you to launch your people into their full joy. That's why I pray whatever door has been shut in your life, let them be open right now. We pray for this nation as well. Oh Lord, visit us. Let every rumbling attack of the enemy and everything we have worked ourselves into deliver us from them all. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, eternal rock of our salvation. In Jesus' most wonderful name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.